0: I'm Euro. I'm Chris. And, and this, this is Fork Bomb. Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. Episode 30, <laughs> Pop OS. Let's do this Chris 20. Pop OS. Let's talk to people about Pop OS.
1: I hope you have your uh, your your pop filter to filter out the plosives because we're going we're going to be saying pop a lot. but
0: <laughs> um. All right. So, what can I say about Pop! OS? Um, what is it? What, what, is it? what is it? What is it? So, it is a Linux distro based on Ubuntu. So, Ubuntu 2004 was recently released and uh, right after, and it seems like right after, like right after, like, like the minute after Ubuntu 2004 released... Maybe a minute and one after uh, Pop! OS, which is actually made by a company called... called uh, is it System76? Something like that? System76. Yep. So, they released uh, their newest version of Pop! OS, which is Pop! OS 2004. And as you might have guessed, it is based on Ubuntu 2004 code. So, um, very, very neat stuff. I, I am actually... Really, really, really enjoying this OS. Oh. So much so that I've decided to get rid of Ubuntu everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean, even on my work computer. That's, oh, wow. that's pretty serious. Yeah. When, when, in, when, when even on your work computer, you're rock solid. It has to stay up because you're working on it computer. You know, you go in there and you remove all traces of Ubuntu format and put Pop OS.
1: So to give so, a little bit of background before we go further into, before we start gushing about it, because we are going to fangirl, um, System76 is a hardware company. They, their product is uh, computers that are designed to run Linux. For the longest time, they shipped exclusively with Ubuntu, but then they started rolling their own distribution Based on Ubuntu called pop o s and at first it was just a kind of a kind of a reskin of Ubuntu uh just a different gnome theme, a little bit of polish, but it has grown to be something um something entirely its own now. The differences are big enough now that I think it's it's safe to call it um a unique distribution and The interesting thing about it, from my perspective, is I hate System76, but I love Pop! OS. Um, I don't hate System76, just I think they make a crap product. I've had two of them. One died after two years, the laptop, and the desktop uh, that I bought from them caught on fire. So... Wow. Like literal fire, huh? um, Very close to. Smoke. The screen turned off, smoke came out of the uh, USB ports. And when I opened it up, uh, those USB ports were melted. So
0: it the, it there did were micro fires. So there were yeah. flames. I'm sure they were just at a microscopic level. Um. Well, you know what, Rick? Uh, why did I call you Rick? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chris? <laughs> oh man, this podcast is already falling apart. Um. So I think that Carl Richel, which is why I think I said Rick, uh, would disagree with you because he is the CEO of System Seventy Six. Um, actually, you know, I totally meant to go over the history of system 76 and, uh, thank you for, for actually jumping in and, and stopping my, my fangirlness, uh, talking about pop OS, uh, to talk about system 76. I just wanted to to mention that it is a, uh, they are based in Denver, Colorado, and they do specialize in both hardware and software. Uh, they were actually founded in 2005. So yeah, 15 years, uh, not too bad um and uh and you know what's really neat is that they're kind of the I don't want to compare them to Apple because you know Apple seems to have soft uh, hardware that doesn't catch on fire for Chris um <laughs> but uh but but they're kind of like the Linux version of Apple where they make their own hard uh hardware and then their software on top of that well um, that's the so thing yeah. uh,
1: up until recently they didn't make their own hardware they, they are now with their, their Clevo, not Clevo, with their, oh hell, I forgot what they're called. System76.com. With their Thelio brand, T-H-E-L-I-O, Thelio brand of desktops. Those are made by them here in the United States. But, that's a recent development. Their line of laptops are rebranded Clevo laptops, which, in my opinion, are low-quality laptops. They come from China, or as our dear president would say, China. China. And they just, in my experience, have not been very good hardware. So if you do get any hardware from System76, maybe avoid their laptops. Check out the uh the, uh the Thelia line, because those are more comparable to something that you would get from Apple. So you don't like the lemur or the gazelle? <laughs> the guess... one that died was a was a a lemur. Ah, how about the meerkat? I the think mighty... that's a re, that I think that's a rebranded Intel Nook. It looks like a Nook. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, <laughs> but just to continue,
1: they make an operating system now.
0: Yes, they do. But just to continue talking about the company real quick, uh, fun fact, the number 76 in the company's name uh, alludes to the year 1776 when the American Revolution took place. Uh, So, I totally read that from Wikipedia and I wouldn't have known that without that. But yeah. Uh, So, the company's founders likewise hope to ignite an open source revolution, ultimately leading to a situation in which customers, consumers do not rely on proprietary software well if their if their software is anything like their uh, hardware that wouldn't work, but it's not so good thing um all right well I think that's uh that's good enough for for the 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 history of the company uh let's talk about good old pop o s and by old i mean new and by new hmm. i mean not that new but new enough okay um you turned me on to it in fact
1: um I had initially dismissed it as just some silly Ubuntu reskin from some subpar hardware company, but you changed my opinion on you changed my opinion on that entirely.
0: What was it that I said that made you actually switch? Because um, I, I can't even recall. <laughs> I forget you were talking about it a lot, and I probably went nuts. Yeah,
1: I decided before I poo pooed on it, I would. Um, give it a another a look and started reading about it and well I had also noticed a lot of people on reddit liked installing it um, mm-hmm. never knew why, never knew why it was gaining so much traction so I figured it's been some years since since it's been out since you're playing with it I figured I would give it a I would give it an actual look instead of just forming an opinion based on no, no evidence and uh, so I did and I'm glad I did.
0: That's great. Um, I was watching a YouTube video. Okay, let me backtrack. Uh, so, uh, I've been looking on online and especially watching YouTube videos on how to game in Linux. So, for gaming, I always pick Windows. It seems to be the superior platform when it comes to gaming. But I've been wanting to game in Linux uh, because you can and because you can now. And I watched this YouTube video on uh and i think it was one of those Linus tech tips uh, on uh, how you can game in linux nowadays and so i was like okay let me watch this and um and, and then completely laugh at it and say wow this is totally not windows and it sucks well it turns out that with uh steam steam play which is a like a i don't know how to describe that really um it's like a subsystem of steam which allows a greater um, compatibility layer with games, with Windows games, to run off of Steam, and then you can run it on, on, um, on, on, on Linux OSs. And and I know Chris, you're going to correct me uh, completely on this, but uh, but anyway, so Steam Play uses a uh, software package I think called Proton, and Proton's matured enough now to be able to really run. Uh, you know, Windows games at a decent frame rate, so I was playing things like Risk of Rain and and a couple of other games. Um, typically, Windows games that that are now accessible to to Linux users. Um, and I'll get to Pop OS in a minute. It's just uh, this kind of leads into Pop OS um, for games that are not Steam compatible, or you just you just can't find them in Steam. Then you can use uh, another application very 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 similar to wine as a matter of fact i think it uses wine but it's very easy to use and it's called lutris and with lutris what you can do is you can you can just type on on the apple you download the application you type in the game that you want to play and most likely somebody has built an installer for it and by an installer i mean like badass it shows like when you're installing it shows the the splash screen it, it looks like you're you're it, it it looks like you're you're going through Netflix and you're picking what you want to watch. Like it actually <laughs> has the the title and everything, and descri- it's 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 cool. Um, oh, cool. So with Lutris, I was able to install some. Some software that again normally would only work in Windows, and if you wanted to work in Wine, then you have to pick which Wine works on it. Sometimes you have to go online and find out which Wine version works the best with that, and etc. Well, Lutris does all of that for you. Somebody's already probably built an installer for your for your game, and uh, and it, you just you just click on it, and it downloads everything for you, uh, creates a nice little container, and it even puts a, a, a an icon on your desktop. So it's freaking awesome. And now I'm starting to really see uh, how how Linux gaming could pick up, you know, by using all of these uh, different um, uh, different 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 software. So with all of that said, now I can talk about Pop OS because when uh, I think it was again, I think it was Linus Tech Tips. They were talking about gaming and gaming OSs and gaming in Linux specific. I think they mentioned Pop OS somewhere, uh, and um, and then as I started to read about Pop OS. Uh, it seems like you know it was. It's not built for gaming, but it definitely is gaming oriented or, or gaming friendly. In that uh, you know the Pop OS store already comes with Steam. You don't have to install any repos or anything like that. It's right there. It's on the main page when you click on the App Store or whatever you want to call it, the Package Manager. It's right there. One of the first links is installed Steam, and then next to that, Lutris. You know, it's it's right there and it's so accessible. So as I was watching these videos. Uh, I started to see other things, too, that uh, I don't want to mention exactly right now because I know we'll mention it later, but more and more differences between Ubuntu, which is what Pop! OS is built off of, and Pop! OS. So, uh, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then I went nuts after I installed it and then told you about it, and now we're podcasting about it.
1: Nice. Proton does use wine. Um, Steam Proton uses wine under the hood. It's a... Uh... And they tweak it to where it runs the games well and to where you can just install it through Steam. Um, So, it's all Windows gaming on Linux is done under Wine, which is cool. Um, And it's really cool what Steam has done to make that accessible.
0: It's seamless. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You download a game that normally wouldn't work in Linux and and forget about it being just steam. Sometimes steam wouldn't even show the game because it was in it, it, you're in Linux. So it wouldn't show the game, you're not in a compatible operating system. Well, now you're starting to see that a lot of these games are showing up in 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 steam for Linux. So, uh, and it's all because of Proton. Uh I believe you do have to enable system uh Steam Play. I think you just go to system properties and you just mm-hmm. enable it. It's just one box you just check it and then you're done. It might ask you to restart steam. That's it. Um and that that's about it. So Now, there is nothing inherently <clears throat> different ab- about Pop! OS
1: that makes it better for gaming, with the exception of it has a separate installer for people with N- NVIDIA cards that have the proprietary NVIDIA drivers pre-set up, so you don't have to do that af- uh, post-installation, post so that's a nice handy helper. And like you said, they make Steam and Lutris more accessible by bringing it front and center in the Pop Shop.
0: So uh, it's it's about making things as easy as possible, especially for beginners um, and and people just wanting to try Linux without completely, you know, jumping in to the deep end. Um, so so in that with that aspect, it's it's great. I mean. You know, I have an NVIDIA card. I have a laptop with the hybrid graphics. I installed um the the NVIDIA version of Pop OS, which is just it just comes with the NVIDIA drivers, and it all worked. Out of the box. Um you know, with that. I I did have a different issue, but that's that's just it's tailored to my laptop and yeah. And we'll talk about that too. So, so it's not like the OS doesn't have any issues. But
1: for some reference, uh if you did this with, with stock Ubuntu um you would it, it would come running by default with the open source nouveau drivers mm-hmm. which do not perform well at all that's not nouveau's fault that's nvidia's fault for being no our secrets precious um so we don't have the specs and so we can't make a good driver um but it gets people started and then they ha- but the point is you have to install the proprietary drivers later Whereas Pop! OS, they do that for you. Um, So it's one of the many conveniences that Pop! OS brings. Um, Also under Ubuntu, you would not be able to find Steam as easily. Sure, you can just type Steam in the Ubuntu Software Center and it would show up. And Lutris as well. But um, there are some significant differences in how Pop! OS and Ubuntu handle packages as well. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Yep. So, should we start on, um,
0: on let's do it. the nitty-gritty, Whatever the, it is. the, the, the uh,
1: nooks and crannies?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. So, uh, when you first install uh, Pop! OS, actually, the installation is super simple and it's incredibly fast. Uh, I don't know if it's just my, my, my new laptop that I'm using or what, but I've actually installed Pop! OS in several, uh, uh, you know, several desktops and laptops now and and it's been incredibly fast actually faster than Ubuntu I don't know what it is uh, but but it is it, it, it is faster overall um, the installation is incredibly simple uh, very similar to Ubuntu so Ubuntu is actually pretty simple as well to install um, but uh, but for pop OS system 76 made it you know ridiculously simple in that you can just click clean install similar to how you would with Ubuntu but Here's where, here's where I prefer Pop! OS is that when I do a custom install, typically I install Windows and uh, Linux on the same hard drive. Uh, or actually, sometimes I do two hard drives, but but typically I'll just have the same hard drive and a couple of partitions that are different. With Pop! OS, I had to create, I think it was three different partitions. They were super easy to do, all color-coded. It puts checkboxes right there where you're going to install uh, Pop! OS on. I mean, really... It's they made it idiot proof so so you know it's and it'll tell you if you create a partition so you have to create three basic ones the ext4 that's where you're gonna have most of your files and everything and then you have to install and you don't have to but I guess it's recommended to install swaps uh, some swap space and then your small partition which is the boot. FE partition. It will tell you if you don't have a boot FE partition selected and it won't even let you go ne- uh, forward. It'll say, "Hey, you got to you got to set up a boot FE partition." And then you do, and if you don't set up enough space, it'll tell you. You don't have enough space for your boot FE partition, you know, like add more space. So it's it's made ridiculously easy, you know, to the point where I was able to do it, you know. So um so yeah, I mean, it was super simple. And again, as soon as you're done with those three partitions, it is super fast. Um it doesn't ask you any other questions or anything like that. It just goes it, it has a picture of a rocket ship. Um actually by the way, the theme of uh Papa West is just incredibly awesome. It's got little robots and and, and rocket ships everywhere. Uh I know it's silly and um uh but I enjoy it. So, uh I like space and uh <laughs> and this this has a lot of it. Um some of the themes and stuff too, like the theming. Uh Ubuntu uses a, like an orange and, and and black when you have the dark mode on. Uh, this thing at least for me it came automatically with dark mode on which i appreciate because i didn't have to do anything and it, it had this like cool teal blue and black i don't know what why but it actually works and uh, and a cool wallpaper to, to to boot so um i i would just you know as soon as i installed it i, I felt at home kind of uh, so those those were some points that i wanted to to, uh, to go over I, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to uh you know the install portion or anything like that
1: I do. Uh, you definitely got a lot more into the custom install side than I did. I didn't look at the custom ins- the custom install side once because I um, just let it install as the primary and only operating system. But there is a significant there are significant differences between the Pop!OS installer and the Ubuntu installer. And one of them is it when you take all of the default options. It does full-drive encryption by default, which I think is fantastic. Um, most people, when they install an operating system, yeah, you have a password to log in, but they think that the, that, that password somehow protects their files. It, it doesn't. You can boot into a live CD and look at all the files. It's, they're right there on the hard drive, unencrypted. Um, but with full-drive encryption, you can't do that. Because that's a separate password from your login password. And you have to put that password in for the computer to even boot. Um, you're right in that it does, and that it feels faster because it is faster. They've put a lot of time and effort into polishing it and speeding things up. Um, I cannot give a full technical account of uh, what those things are. One of them is using... I know we'll, we'll go into further detail about this later um, because you, you have... I know how you feel about this. Uh they choose systemd boot over uh grub and they did that purely um largely for the speed increase that you get. Um going from from uh, a cold boot to a full desktop takes mere seconds. It boots extremely fast. Um yes. I th- I I think they've they must have made some tweaks to Uh, to GNOME as well, to make things feel faster, maybe faster animation, maybe some tweaks to um, Mm. the underlying GTK and mutter frameworks. Um, But they put in a lot of work and polish, and it shows. It feels faster than any other GNOME-based distribution I have ever used.
0: It really does, uh, especially when you're opening up the app drawer. Um, you see all the apps come in. I mean, uh, you know, pop up. It's it's amazing. It's it's really fast. Um, scrolling through Windows and stuff. It it just there is a difference. I, I've been using Ubuntu for a while, and and in going to Pop OS, there is a definitely a difference. Everything runs so smooth. So um, you're right about the um, the
1: the theme selection. That too is a difference. I think. Under stock GNOME or under Ubuntu's GNOME, you have to do that through GNOME Shell. They make that a main setting option to choose between the light and dark theme. So that's uh, another nice convenience. Hmm. Um.
0: I'll leave it there for now. Okay. So uh, in this whole uh, going through all the uh, awesome stuff that, uh, and it's a lot uh, of of awesome things about Pop OS. Um, Some of the interesting things, although I wasn't able to fully take advantage of this because I don't have a System76 laptop, is uh, they actually do firmware updates right there on the OS. There's a button there for firmware updates. If you go to settings, it'll be on the left-hand side. You'll see a firmware update button. Uh, So I'm I'm guessing that's more for their System76 laptops, although I did hear, uh, and I'm sure somebody's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I did hear that they're starting to make firmware updates for other uh, machines other than their System76 uh, I don't know. I haven't received a firmware update on mine, but uh, but yeah, just thought that was really neat. Um, it does support fingerprint login if your laptop supports that. Uh, sadly, it doesn't use Windows Hello. Uh, I wonder what they would call it. Popolo, 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 popolo. polo, popolo, polo, polo. Yeah. So, uh, but maybe maybe that's coming because a lot of I'm seeing a lot of laptops and uh, and webcams now support Windows Hello. Um. So. So maybe that's coming. Uh, who knows? Um. So. Uh. Let's see. What else? They do have an OS upgrade button. So you don't have to. You know, if there is a new version of uh, Pop OS, not only will it most likely tell you because the system updates, but it also has an uh, an update button on the system tray right there uh, on the system center. I guess you would call that the settings. Um. To to uh to upgrade your OS. Thought that was neat. Something new for for uh, I think it's for twenty oh four is the tile Windows part. Um, Was can, that there on nineteen?
1: Can we back that up a little bit? Sure. About the the um, operating system upgrade option. That is a a significant difference because n- normally in Ubuntu you would have to go into um, into the Ubuntu software app store thing, and it will tell you, hey, there's an upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. Under any other version of Linux, you would have to do it from the command line or uh, use whichever software updater they have. So it is interesting in that they integrated that directly into the GNOME settings.
0: Yeah, that's definitely not an Ubuntu for sure. Um, one thing I, I kind of want to just be, just in case, I, I don't know, but I don't think that Pop! OS 19 included the tile windows uh, settings. I'm not Sorry. sure if they did or not. And uh, that is a part of
1: Pop Shell, which is an add-on that they created for GNOME.
0: Yeah, I don't see it on here either. I think that is a 2004 thing. Huh, Might be. Okay, Yeah, I'll have to do a little bit more research, but I don't see anything on here about 1910 with that. Uh, somebody's going to correct me. That's fine. Um, but I don't see it. So, tiling windows, um, I don't use it that much. But it's nice that it's there and basically it'll resize your window to maximize the amount of space. Uh, and it, so it depends on how many windows you have open. It'll just evenly distribute your space, uh, um, amongst your, your desktop, uh, with all your open windows. So that way you could have every open window that you wanted to all on your, all on your, uh, desktop space. So I don't know. Do you use it, Chris?
1: No, because it doesn't work well. Um, to add on to that, um, for, Anyone who has never seen a tiling window manager before, there are two types of window managers: stacking, stacking window managers, which we are which we are all used to with Windows and macOS, and uh, the mainstream Linux distributions, where a window can sit on top of can sit on top of other windows, and tiling window managers, to where no window is able to sit on top of another. So if you have one window that's full screen and then you make a new one, suddenly they'll be side by side by default. And then then you make a new one and then you'll have um, one above the other and then another on the left-hand side. The point is that they never overlap. And that's what their tiling uh, window extension does here. But it's very easy to break. Uh, for example, with windows that have a minimum size, say Gnome Calendar, that you can't uh, shrink it down past a certain point. That breaks the tiling, and the window that um, can't be shrunk down will overlap the other windows. Um, if you want to see how a tiling window manager should behave, check out something like i3, or Awesome Window Manager, or XMonad, or DWM. Uh, those all tile much better. But it's good that it's there. It does work. It just works kind of weird. Um, but no, I don't use it. Um, but mainly because all of my windows are full screen and I use workspaces. One full screen window per workspace and I have all of four workspaces.
0: Okay. So, um, i thats that's interesting. I didn't have those problems, but only because I didn't use anything irregular. I mean, I was just running Chrome and probably Geary. And uh, I, I forgot what other app, I may mean, have a terminal and that's it. And everything was working okay. Um, I didn't have any, I, I didn't run anything anything specific there that, that would cause it to have issues. So, maybe if you're in that um, percentage of users that do have uh, an application that wouldn't normally work right on the Windows tiling and if you've tried it before on other Windows tiling software, then it's very likely it's not going to work here. Uh, but it's nice that it comes with it. You don't have to have it on if you don't want to and it's incredibly easy to turn it off. All you have to do is go on the top right-hand side. There is a button that looks like uh, a square, a flag of some sort with, with I don't know, it looks like a box with with two other little boxes. It's supposed to represent windows on a, des- on a single screen desktop. Uh, but anyway, you just click on the little uh, switch bar there to turn it on and off. Um, so, and I did a little bit of research and apparently it says that POP2004 features automatic Windows tiling and it's the one of the first things that they talk about. So, it must be a 2004 thing. So, yeah. Hmm. All right.
1: Um, um, so, that's that. Can we talk about uh, differences in Gnomes in Pop OS's Gnome compared to other distributions Gnome? Yes. Go for it. So this is the first distribution that ships with Gnome that I like. I don't like Gnome. I've never liked Gnome 3. Um, I thought their departure from Gnome GNOME 2 was stupid. I have stuck with um, other desktops like Mate and XFCE and Cinnamon um, to go with something more traditional, or sometimes sometimes I'll still go on a wild hair and use something like i3 with a super minimal setup. But... GNOME, I, I would try it, give it all of a day, and then decide that I don't like it. Um, issues I have with GNOME, by default, most GNOME distributions you, uh, ship with Wayland. Wayland is great, it's supposed to re- it's supposed to replace XORG, but it's still not ready. There are still too many things that break. It's the best shape that it has ever been in, but you still can't do screen sharing with Zoom. There's still a, a myriad of other issues that will just paper cut you to death when you try to do actual work on it. Um, Pop! OS ships with Wayland turned off by default. Um, Gnome, stock Gnome, they do that silly reverse scrolling thing that Apple, quote, air quotes, invented called natural scrolling, where yeah. it's just reverse
0: Yeah, that's scrolling. all it is. Um
1: they ship with that turned off by default, whereas yep. Stock Gnome sh- sh- ships with that turned on.
0: I always have They to, ship yeah. with
1: Dark Theme by default, which you mentioned, uh, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? Pop Shell, uh, which along with Tiling has a fast, um, a very fast uh, Quicksilver or Rafi style launcher that's accessible yes. through the super key and forward slash.
0: Yes, and you know what? Uh, let me stop you right there because this is um, one of those instead things Instead of using where... the Gnome Software Center, they use the Pop Shop,
1: me, which I believe is me. just a fork of the Gnome Software Center. And What else was there that I want to talk about? All of the little things that they put into the um, Gnome settings, and they ship with their own extensions manager that you would normally have to get in um, through Gnome Tweak. They make that accessible just... Straight from the setting without using Gnome Tweak. What else? Uh, Giri, pre-installed. A very good mail manager. And they also add the ability to... They also add into Gnome the ability to switch between dedicated and integrated or hybrid graphics.
0: Well, you mentioned a few things that I I wanted to talk about. So, that's great that you've already mentioned it. Um, So... About the app launcher, the app launcher is something that I always install with Ubuntu and with anything else that I install, um, I always install it. Even on Windows, I found out uh, that Windows has uh, some app launcher called Wax or Wax or something like that. Wax, I think, W-O-X. Uh, so, I always install it on there and it's always complaining about the how the everything service isn't running. Um, so, that that's one of those. Uh, I always install it. And in Ubuntu, I was installing Albert. And then GNOME Do, um, I would always have to go into the App Store and find uh, to the you know the package manager and find whatever whatever uh, system launcher um, that that they had. Well, turns out that uh, this already comes with one, uh, and it's actually really fast um i don't know what the name of it is so i guess it's just called system launcher application launcher Uh, and you can actually see the what the what the shortcut is if you click on that icon on the top right that would be for the windows tile button and you see the shortcuts right there it'll give you the shortcut for the launcher so uh typically it comes with uh if you press the super button which is also the windows key button and um and then and and also the uh I guess that's the forward slash, yeah, um, that would give you the the, the the system launcher the app launcher would come up. I actually did modify that. I had to install, though, because I couldn't find it in the keyboard shortcuts. It's supposed to be there, but I didn't see it. So, I installed a, uh, um, an application called dconf, and I was able to change it to super and then space, which I prefer. Um, so, yeah, app launcher is pretty cool. I love how it comes with it uh, pre-built. I didn't have to do anything. Um, so that was nice. Uh, the app store, uh, the app store actually reminds me of, um, elementary OS's app store, uh, package manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, I call it the app store. So, um, the updates are right there as well. Uh, there's a little, uh, there's a button in the top that's, uh, in the center, and um and to the right ish a little bit uh you just click on installed and and in there it'll have all the updates and everything available for you there'll be a pop-up that'll come up uh with you know uh, saying that updates are ready Uh, although ubuntu does do that as well this one has like a little kind of like an iphone or ios little number pop-up next to the uh next to the store icon that will say you know that the updates are ready so that's nice um I've seen this kind of the same kind of store before too. I think Deepin uses it as well, so it, lo- it looks very similar. Uh, and And it's easy and, and it's pretty fast. So, um, it's and like based off the GNOME mm-hmm. Software Center, it's basically the GNOME Software Center. Okay, it, it it doesn't it doesn't really look a lot like the the one that Ubuntu comes with, though. I don't know if that's a different a different Software Center. Hmm. Um. I yeah, I don't know, then. it's just something about the system updates and everything being right there on the on the uh on the system center store. Um, okay. Well, uh other things too. Oh, no, actually I'll... you're right. Mm-hmm. It's
1: based on the elementary app center.
0: Yeah, it, it looks a lot like it. I like a yeah, lot, like it. You're right, because it's based on it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it there. I've seen it in the in a, a deepens uh, OS's uh, OS as well. Uh it's there too um, looks really nice and really polished, and as we mentioned before, it comes with steam and looters is it's like right there as soon as you open it up uh there's you know the the only thing that would have made this just a little bit better if it had already come with steam installed yeah you know but hey that's that's not uh that's not hard to do um since it is based on ubuntu and 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 actually ultimately debian uh you do get apt get so that's nice. Um, we did mention that the NVIDIA drivers are pre-installed. You can also install the AMD version or AMD slash Intel version, uh, so you can get that installed. And I believe if you install the AMD version, uh, according to this here, if you if you uh, get that version, I think you also get Vulcan drivers pre-installed. Yep, it comes pre-installed with us. hmm So, yeah, I, I think it does and you know what, I don't know if it's just... Da, da, da. I'm reading here. You know, it doesn't mention anything about NVIDIA not coming with it. Um, since AMD and, you know, Vulkan and stuff, Vulkan did separate from, from AMD and became, it became its own thing. And we could probably talk about, we could probably have a whole podcast about, uh, API drivers and, you know, DirectX. And, and then you had, used to have Mantle and then Mantle split off and then became Vulkan. So Vulkan's kind of the open source, kind of open ish kind of drivers. Um, so yeah, but anyway, so it comes with PopOS. I, I don't know if it's an Nvidia thing, if it's an AMD um, only. Um, um, what do you call it? Driver, um, but uh, but it might come with the Nvidia one. I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, it came with Geary pre-installed, and I've been using Geary for a long time. Just to, it's just simple. It's clean. You know, you can. Uh, it's basically a, 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 an email uh, client. And uh, it's very clean. It reminds me a little bit of Apple Mail. And, uh, you know, if it ain't broken, uh, copy it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, I like how you can hit the down arrow and see a snapshot of the app when alt-tabbing. But you know what? That's also in Ubuntu too. So, you know, there's that. Um, It's just one of those nice things that it makes me choose um, Ubuntu uh, as as my Linux system of choice, and now of course Pop OS. You know what? Pop OS is like a super Ubuntu. I would almost say like it's Ubuntu with a cape on. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um. Yeah. Do you want to go through uh, some of these other ones? Sure. Um. So speaking of su- super
1: super Ubuntu, they remove Ubuntu's Kryptonite, which, in my <laughs> opinion, are Snap packages. Canonical, in true Canonical fashion, decides they're going to go their, their own way with some technology that they want to um, steamroll ahead with that they invariably uh, do a 180 about years and years later. And in this case, it is snap packages. Uh, it is their alternative to... Um, it's their their own package installer. And what it's supposed, what it's supposed to do is um, set up Applications in a sandboxed fashion that has all the dependencies that they need already built into it. Kind of like um, how macOS applications have all the libraries and everything they need already built in. Um, The problem is that snap packages are incredibly slow to boot and to launch. They oftentimes look out of place with the rest of your system because they won't have the... GTK theme you have installed built into the snap package. It's difficult to get files into and out of. And it's just a royal pain in the rear. Um, they have gone... Ubuntu has gone so far as even if you try to remove snaps, if you try to install something like the Chromium web browser, the only option they give you to install Chromium is through a snap package. And... Once you install Chromium, not Chrome, mind you, but the open source Chromium web browser, which a lot of people do, it auto- it automatically reinstalls um the Snap daemon again. So it forces it on you. Yes, you can still use Debian. Yes, you can still use Debian packages most of the way, but um this is the first time that they're really trying to force you to use snaps. And they've done this with other other technology before. They did it with their upstart init manager, which they finally said, okay, you know what? We're just going to use system D like everyone else. They did this with Mir, their replacement to X. To yep. which They said, okay, we're just going to use um, Wayland like everyone else. They did this uh-huh. with Unity. Unity, yeah. To which they said, you know what? We'll we'll go back to GNOME. No, yeah, GNOME, go back to GNOME, yeah. GNOME was okay. Yep. GNOME was okay. And... They're probably gonna do this again with snap packages and say, you know what, uh, flatpak probably just just works better. So what what Papa West did was they they removed snaps and instead use flatpak, which is the competing technology that does sim- similar things, an alternative package manager. Uh, but um, I think it was created by Red Hat and the GNOME team, and it's not perfect. It still has some odd theming issues here and there but they're much easier to work around they boot faster they run better it's just easier and i like it because instead of having to install some ppa to get the updated version of package x i can just instead use, a, use the flatpak version and it runs fine it updates with the rest of my system i don't have to decrease my security by um adding a PPA which could then replace any package on my system that it wants to. So it's a more elegant and nicer way of doing things. And I'm glad that Pop OS opted for Flatpak or Snap packages.
0: Yeah, and and actually it's very easy to select the Flatpak version or the, the regular Debian version. Oh yes. By yes. yeah, by just going into the quote unquote app store. And just selecting the version that you want. There is actually, let's say you type in uh, uh, an app like uh, like Pigeon and then you'll see two Pigeons come up <laughs> and then one will be the Debian version and the other one will say Flatpak. So, actually, it's that easy. It'll
1: be one Pigeon and, and it'll have a, a little drop down asking you which version you want.
0: Um, that I haven't seen on some of the apps that I've installed. Um, I think Pigeon was one. Uh, Chris, I, I don't know. I had, I had, I had two to select from, but I did huh. see the dropdown that you're talking about. So I think, I think we're talking about a combination of two th- uh, the two things. I could have chosen the flat pack version by, by clicking on the, on the drop down, but typically when I type it in, both do come up. Um, so you just kind of have to, you, you also can choose that way. I see. Mm-hmm. And it's that easy. It, it really is. It, there's, there's nothing to it. Um, so, uh. I, I was looking up Vulkan because it was kind of bothering me, uh, and it does come with the NVIDIA uh, driver as well. So, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, NVIDIA does support Vulkan. So, and actually, in games like Doom, uh, Vulkan seems to work better. Uh, and some people are even claiming it's 20% faster. Um, so, and it, it seems to work better for Wine as well. Um, so, there is that. Nice to know. Anyway. Nice. Um, let's see. What else? Uh uh, there is an e- installation app called Eddy that I prefer over the archive manager, uh, or actually the. I'm sorry. There is an there is the installation app called Eddy, which allows you to install .deb or pack, uh packages from the web. Uh, so if let's say if you download um, something from Git, uh, but you actually download it, you know, from your with using your browser, um, and then you click on it, uh, Eddy automatically comes up, and then you can install it that way. Uh, With Ubuntu, I usually had to change the default. Uh, Archive Manager would always come up and annoy me because I don't want to extract. I don't want to know what the contents inside the package are. I just want to install it. So this automatically runs Eddie and it allows you to install. It's basically one button that says install. You can't miss it. So I thought that was nice and it's pretty quick too. Uh, Something else that they changed from
1: GNOME everywhere else um, on Pop! OS is they disabled tap to click. No wait, no. Hmm. It's it, it actually is enabled by default. Never mind.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I can use Tap to click, uh but uh you know it can be removed. Yeah, you're right. They've um, also
1: they've also changed a good number of keyboard shortcuts to make uh pop pop shell work. Um uh, but that's um that's no big deal really. Uh what else? They have hardware they have hardware encoding. Hardware video encoding enabled by default in video players. They've added a, that's do, so nice. they have added a do not disturb mode to the, the notifications in GNOME. I don't know if that's a thing now. In yeah, I don't know. I didn't test that. Before, you would have to install a separate extension. Uh, they have this built in by default. And what else? What else? What else? Um,
0: I got one. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, for me, this is huge. Um, I recently bought a new laptop. It's a Razer Blade Pro. Freaking awesome. I love it. Um, but one of the challenges in the past has been that, uh, you know, a lot of these gaming laptops, they come with hybrid graphics, which basically means that uh, the, the OS will choose between uh, what, uh, what, which, which video card to use, either the Intel one, which is built into the CPU, or the dedicated uh, graphics card, which in my case, it's an NVIDIA card. Um, so what, what uh, Pop! OS does is actually if you go into the power settings, uh, you can actually choose what you want to use. You can, you can actually choose integrated, uh, dedicated, or hybrid graphics. And that's really nice because you know if you just choose integrated only, you can save a lot in battery power. Um, a significant amount, actually. So, so definitely doing just that alone will get you a, you know, a, a nice big chunk of your battery back. And I really like how that option is there. It lets you choose. Um, and it's so easy and it's seamless the way they, they, they built it right into the OS that you don't, you just, you just go into the top where your battery is and you click on your battery and there it is. It's, you know, integrated graphics, NVIDIA graphics in my case, or hybrid graphics, um, so, I thought that was really nice and, um, and something that Ubuntu should should do. So, uh, another thing that I, that I liked, uh, actually, you can change your battery uh, life settings, too. It's kind of your, your power options, and uh, so you do get better battery life there, although I still installed TLP um for better battery management i'm getting like 6 hours on this laptop even though the battery really is rated for 4 hours so that's that's how good you can get it uh by by going to integrated graphics and installing tlp and things like that i think they install it by default do they cuz i'm always installing it i mean but but i could be you know i i never really check actually they they could have that that would be fantastic actually i always just install it uh, thinking that it doesn't have it they hmm. they, so they probably install
1: they pretty much take every every poorly thought out de- default setting from ubuntu and gnome and fix it
0: i i i do think that they might they might have some kind of battery manager in it chris because i noticed that you know when i ran powertop um before installing tlp and after installing tlp it wasn't that big of a difference you know so they they might have some kind of battery manager thing um well those are the the awesome things i mean it has a great support community too there's the uh, there's the reddit community um they've been helping me out with some issues that i had um so that's actually a good segue into some other stuff uh, not so great things about pop but uh, i was just uh wanting to stop there do you have anything else that you'd like to say before i say some of the not so great things because you know kind of want to point everything out. I'm I'm out of differences. So yeah, this is a good time for, for the cons. Alright. So in the segue. Um you know, I, I I don't wanna be I know that I've been I've been beating the Papa West drum and, and that everybody should use it and there's nothing better in the entire universe. But there are some cons. Um I did run into some issues and that I'd I'd like to discuss. Uh one of them is something that you've already pointed out, Chris. And that it uses Systemd boot instead of Grub. Now, some people may like that. I think, Chris, you might like it. Uh, it is fast. It's incredibly fast. Um, I didn't really particularly like it because I ended up uh, in trying to fix a, a, a problem that I had uh, with uh, with my laptop going to sleep. And, and I'll talk all about it. Uh, basically, when I opened the lid from, you know, I'd wake up from sleep, it'd go back to sleep again. It's really annoying. Um... So I tried to fix it by installing another kernel, uh, you know, one of those mainline generic kernels. And uh, it, it was really tough to select the other kernel uh, that I wanted to use, so much so that, um, you know, I spent a long time trying to figure that out. Uh, then I had to learn about kernel stuff. And anyway, so all of this could have been avoided by using Grub. Uh, and Grub would allow you to revert back to the previous kernel if you don't like the new one or use the new one if you wanted to. Uh, so, so many different things. Also, I use, uh, Windows as well. So remember, I have that on my hard drive and selecting an OS, uh, just became really difficult, uh, to the point where I was going to the BIOS and hitting, you know, hitting F12, going to the BIOS and selecting, uh, you know, selecting Windows that way. And, uh, that's just not the way that I like to do things. So I ended up installing Refined which is a great little uh, like a FE booter, bootloader kind of thing. Um, it's nice. I've used it before, especially on the Mac. Uh, you can select your operating system there. But, you know, why, why did I have to do that? And not only that, but Pop! OS did come with Grub before. They actually removed it in favor of uh, speed. So, um, so yeah. Uh, did you want to add anything to that? I mean, it sure. seems like you may have liked System D more. I'm not partial to it, I don't think that Systemd should be taking over
1: everything like it is in every Linux distro, Um but I see why they would opt for Systemd boot. It was previously called Gummy Boot, and it's more of a front-end for the UEFI um, bootloader selection that is already built into your system. Whereas Grub is kind of its own little tiny built-in operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you you could remove
0: Systemd boot and install Grub uh, post-install. So yeah. yeah, but that's extra steps. You know, yep. this is this is like the awesome OS that I wouldn't have to do anything after installing. Yep. And unfortunately, this was one of those things. Good thing installing Refined was as easy as just getting the, the package and installing it and then forgetting about it. So, and it comes with a nice little GUI, not GUI, yeah, I guess so, uh, like a graphic interface and it has like the little icons and the p- penguin and everything. So, it's nice. It looks all Fisher Price, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it was something that I had to do. Um, um, you, I haven't tried uh, doing uh, cr- uh, kernel selection like you
1: did. I did have to um, edit a few system deep boot options because it did not... Um, it was not passing trim to my SSD by default. In fact, you may have to do this too because I know that you're on an SSD. Mm -hmm. I think if you run fs-trim forward slash, it'll say that trim isn't supported and you're going to have to modify either a setting in your bootloader or in your crypt tab in order to get that to work.
0: Uh, Let me try. So you said fs-trim forward slash? Yeah, uh, sudo
1: fs trim forward slash.
0: I did it. Nothing happened. Well, good. Then it's working.
1: Okay. Yeah, nothing... it's just you, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not really partial to it one way or the other. It being okay. system boot.
0: Um, another thing. Then this is just uh something that I like. Um, it's I actually like the dock. Um, it just. I don't know. I like looking at it. I like all the icons that are there and everything, and I like putting it on the left. I don't like the dock on the bottom. Anyway, so uh, when you install, and I think this is a GNOME thing. This isn't really a Pop thing. It's a GNOME uh, But thing. when you install GNOME, uh, the the dock doesn't really come up unless you hit Super. Um, that's where, or, or you click on you know your applications. That's when, so you, that way you can see your app drawer. Then you see the dock come up. I actually always like to see the uh, the dock. So I did end up uh, going on, I think it was, just, I just Googled dash to dock and it was a Firefox inst- extension, uh, which you just click pretty much the on button and it installs it for you. And that's it. It's that easy. So, but I did, uh, I did have to do that. Um, I didn't really have to do that with Ubuntu. It already came with its own dock, but. I don't like their dock either because it goes all the way to the top and bottom, and I and I hate it. I, I don't think it looks good. I like the the nice little streamlined dock that Dash to Dock gives you. Um, again, nothing that it takes a long time to do, but I, I would have liked to see the dock, um, the dock setting, something like Dash to Dock already be built in, and then you could turn it on if you wanted to. That would be nice, but you know, no big deal. But I, I just think it would have been a nice uh, setting to have. Um. So um, one. Go ahead.
1: One correction there, the Firefox extension is the Gnome Shell extension, and you have GNOME to in- shell extension, and right. you have to install that in order for I did you to be able to install the um, in order to be able to install Gnome Shell extensions through the Gnome Shell website.
0: Yep, you're absolutely right. It did ask to have that install first, and so you have to accept, and then and then you can install um, the dash to doc portion. Um, another dash neat thing, and nice. I think this. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, that just agreeing with you, Dash to Doc is really mm-hmm. nice. I, I, You know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I like seeing the icons. Uh-uh. It's, <laughs> I it's like nice, it. it's good. I installed it too. Yeah, yeah and it works well. Um, one thing that I would like for Dash to Dock, or hell if Pop OS would like to add that to their OS, that'd be nice, uh, would be, uh, you know how Windows, when you hover over an application, you can actually see a miniature version of your application? I would love to see that. Um, oh, like in really cinnamon, neat, actually. Cinnamon does that. Cinnamon does that, man. Papa needs to needs to bring
1: that over. In fact, I am mousing over Chrome right now and watching a separate copy of your video in
0: the yeah. little preview that it gives. Hmm. There, so there's, there's got to be a way be to cool. do that. That that'd be really cool. Um, i i'd like to I'd like to see that. Um, that. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that that that's another one of those items. It's not really a con. I think this is more of a Dash to Dock thing. But it'd be really cool if Pop OS would integrate all of that. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about uh, an issue that I had with my laptop, and this is particular. I don't know if it's to Razer, but I saw a lot of Reddit posts about Razer Blade laptops having this issue, to where when you install Pop OS, you put it to sleep, you know, you close the lid, open it back up. And then it, with my particular laptop, it was going back to sleep, so it made it to, you know, to to such a way that I couldn't even use the OS anymore. I had to restart, um, and that was just no good. The good thing about it though is that uh, Chris, uh, between Chris and the Reddit community, uh, both were able to help me out, and I figured out the issue. And it's basically you have to pass a parameter to the kernel uh, when you're starting up. And uh it's it's like battery lid equals open or something like that. Anyway, uh I could put the command in the in the notes and uh and then that's it. And then that fixes the issue. But uh but it is something that I had to do extra. And uh again, this was this seems to be specific right now to Razer laptops, although it could other laptops may be affected. I don't know. I just saw a ton of Razer laptops with this same issue in the Pop OS. Um when when you search for Pop OS and Razer. So that is something to keep in mind. There is that one command you have to run, um, and that's it. But uh, did I did want to point that out? Um, so that is it. Oh, one last thing: when you start up an application with PopOS, you can actually tell the application to start with the dedicated graphics. So that, I just thought that was nice. You just oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, you just uh, you you right click and um, and then you just select uh, launch using dedicated graphics card, and so it'll launch that graph that application with your graph, dedicated. So, why oh, would you want to do that? For games, man. <laughs> you want to run games at the best, uh, with, with the, with the best frame rates and everything, but you're using integrated graphics only to save on battery, then you want to use that, that option. So, I, I thought that was really neat. Again, I don't see it anywhere in Ubuntu. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Papa OS for that. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think I'm at the end too. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm really happy. Um, as I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, I've installed it on my work desktop, um, so it's it's on there. It's on my laptop. I used to have Ubuntu and all of that, n- no longer. Uh, I I think that Pop OS is a superior version of Ubuntu in almost every way. So, um, and I'm gonna stick to it un- until uh, something else, something better comes along, or, or an even better Pop OS version. So,
1: I'm gonna agree with you there. They polish all the rough edges that GNOME and Ubuntu has. Um, it's really coming to its own. Mm-hmm. And I suggest anyone who is partial to Debian or Ubuntu-based based distributions, give it a try. This is the first time we've talked about anything modern.
0: Yeah? Hmm. Uh, I guess we're, we're just getting old and we like talking about retro stuff. I guess so. Yeah, well, um... That's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it.
1: Well, if Go uh, try it. If anybody would like to contact us and tell us what they think about Pop! OS, um, we can be contacted either on Facebook... Um, Did you say faith-book? Facebook? Face-book. <laughs> Face-book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me get the full URL st- this time. Um at facebook.com forward slash ForkBombPodcast, or on Twitter at ForkBombPodcast.com, where we neglect to uh, push any episode updates. Whoops. Sorry. Um, I know, that's my job. Or we can be emailed at uh, ForkBombPodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website at ForkBomb.Podbean.com, dot com and leave us a comment so let us know what you think or if you don't care tell us you don't care we just want to hear from you hit
0: like if you like hit unlike if you don't like okay no sorry hey guys Not welcome YouTube. to our channel like <laughs> and subscribe yep cool well i really enjoyed uh talking about pop os um it's my new os now same uh thanks for turning me on to it all right Well, then um, see you later, Chris, and good night. Good night, Yuro.
1: Till next time. Oh, and um, happy 30th episode. Yay! (laughs)
0: Later. We'll do another 30. Bye-bye.